0: Uh, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Courtside Story. Today we're starting a new na- um, new series surrounding media narratives ab- around NBA players. So today we'll be talking about the various narratives around Russell Westbrook and w- our thoughts on the matter.
1: Okay, so uh, I think like one of the first narratives that comes to mind when you're talking about Westbrook is his stat padding, right? Obviously. What the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, okay, 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 okay. Between, See, between, between the four of us, who, who, who thinks he's stat pads? I think Brother. he's
2: stat pads. Wait. I I I, I, I don't think he's stat pads. Journey. Okay. Bro, little bitty stat pads, bro. No, bro. Like, see, bro, he, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's a stat pad door. I think mm-hmm. they are different things. Okay. But like, you see, whether you stat pad, whether you don't stat pad, you grab 25 rebounds, you're a god. Like, I think there's a very good case. Russell Westbrook is the greatest rebounding guard in NBA history. But I've seen clips where Adams yeah, is somewhere he just, he just and all <laughs> and Westbrook <Rob just laughs> casually grabbed that defensive rebound and gone on transition. Bro, bro. and... No, so, so that... Firstly,
0: firstly, can I just say, okay, that is not a stat pad and I'll tell you why. That is a legitimate strategy that is often used by a bunch of NBA players, okay, and a bunch of NBA teams, okay? The reason they used to do that in OKC, Adams used to box them out, was so... Westbrook could get out on the fast break much more efficiently if he got the rebound rather than pass it through. It's, yeah, it's yeah, an actual my, strategy.
2: See, okay. see, see. Uh, <laughs> Westbrook is like a damn good transition player and all. But Adams should be in the frame. He should be <laughs> <making> <laughs> He's guys, boxing he's out done. the other center, oh, bro, bro. bro. See, see, see. even, leaving, even leaving those rebounds, shot.
1: right? Even leaving those rebounds, which yeah, it could be a legitimate strategy. But like there's video evidence of Westbrook like passing when he doesn't need to pass, when he can finish, like when he's close to a triple-double in the game. He's under the
3: rim, bro, and he'll yeah. throw it
1: out. So that's see, And he'll, yell, he'll fucking yell at the players like, oh, motherfucker, why didn't you finish?
0: <laughs> but, no, look, look, okay. If- the absolute fact of the matter is you cannot pad an assist, okay? Because the person needs to fucking finish. It's not up to you.
2: Bro, see, if no. you're open to finish and uh, Daniel Gafford is open to finish and you're on 21 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists and you throw it to Gafford, that's a stat pad.
0: That's not a stat pad. See, see, see. see. You're, you're, you're do- making yeah. a shot for your <laughs> teammate It's not is a, like, a higher not probability
1: shot. It's not just about the individual shot. It's also about the type of playstyle, right? You throw, un- you throw passes when like they don't need to be thrown, which like does disrupt the offense. Exactly. Little. And like you may have a turnover. Like there's a higher likelihood of a turnover than Russell Westbrook himself finishing it.
2: And uh, one other problem is sometimes the teammate is not expecting the pass, bro. You look at it like uh, Russ gives it to the guy and the guy like drops <laughs> it off. You know, talks around. Shit happens. Hey, these it, local
0: teammates aren't his fault, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, oh. think, do you think B level just,
3: oh, oh fucked it up? No. I think if he didn't stat pad, bro, he'd have like a 25 8 and 8, bro, which is still
0: insane. It's just that what kind trip. of balls, bro? He doesn't stat pad. Stat padding cannot
1: happen, bro. bro it's, he stat pads a little bit. Okay. 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 Yeah, no. he does bro, bro, <laughs> No,
0: bro, you can't stat pad. People bro. fucking aren't going to let you stat pad in the NBA. He's
1: no, bro. 6 3, bro. They, they don't specific, get a C, bro. bro. He's damn good. <laughs>
0: We're, bro, no, one second. Dude, if you're 6'3", there's a 6'11 guy who can jump like a fucker like Yanis, okay? And you're telling me he'll get 10 rebounds.
2: Uh, why will the other team let you? I mean, what are you saying? Bro, 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 bro like bro. If, if there's the an easy rebound is like way,
3: sometimes. which his own teammate is going to get, he'll just be like, yeah, fuck
1: it. Let, let <laughs> us it, get it, bro. like that Give me the money. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And even, bro, I think the point TJ made about dimes earlier, super valid. I've seen this dude throw dimes that don't need to be thrown. It happens. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's like a flaw in his game or if I he's mean, doing it for the time. Dude, even
0: yeah. LeBron does that, bro. He mean, I'm not saying which... they don't.
2: I'm not saying they don't.
0: I just want to mm. highlight everyone, okay, bro. Russell Westbrook is a six-three point guard. It's not like he's six-five. He's not like he's six-six. Mm. Okay, mm. he doesn't have a forty-eight-inch vertical. Yeah, He has a good vertical. He has forty-inch vertical and all. Okay, cool, bro. As a fucking defensive centers who are seven feet tall, I'm gonna let him come and get the fucking rebound, bro.
1: You just said you're that telling I think me to box these people out,
0: bro. That was in one situation. Go, go. There's a there's a Bradley Beal interview Ooh. where he actually talks about this. Okay. This year, where he says... I've seen oh, bro, it. I, uh, oh, he bro, says none
2: of that shit happened.
0: He's, yeah, yeah. He says, bro, I when I was playing against OKC during his MVP runs in the following seasons, I used to think like, oh, bro, how is this fan getting it? And Adam's box, boxing it out. Must be the only fucking reason, right? But he says, he later says, bro, in our team, we don't do that shit.
2: Uh, okay. Bro, if, if see, you see, and I are podcasting together and someone asks me, how is Amun as a podcaster? I won't say he's trash. Yeah, Beal uh, is not going to on media say, I, I, yeah, bro, we I... stat pad for us." So I don't give a shit what he says. Number two, more importantly, like, see, irrespective of the stat padding, I think the problem is people think the stat padding makes us shit. Okay. I think this is problematic as narrative. The stat pattern narrative is harmless if you just say, yeah, sometimes he's throwing extra times where he doesn't <laughs> need to. Sometimes he's crowing extra boards because of it. That doesn't take away because, dude, This guy's triple-double that he averaged this year. I was looking this up. This is crazy. Both his rebounds and assists are above 11, bro. Yeah. Both. I was going to say... nuts. He's averaging a triple-double by a good amount.
1: I think we were talking about whether he's a good teammate or not. And like, uh, that that, that, that I feel like is not something you can really quantify.
3: Bro, yeah, how are we going to comment
1: on whether he's a good teammate? Yeah, we got to chill with him. Which, See, like... I think
2: we can give him the benefit of the doubt, though. I know we can't, we're not qualified to come in, but yeah. like, we can give him the benefit of the doubt because I think, firstly, <clears throat> like, winning at NBHF is hard. Like, I think people underrate it, like, this is not a dude who's under-accomplished in the league or something. Yeah, and secondly, like, his teammates say good things about him. Like, dude, okay, he beefed with KD, that, but that's because KD went to the guys who beat, beat them. Mm. Like, so, KD Royal? Like, dude, dude, what KD
0: did to yeah. Russell Westbrook was a cuck.
2: He cucked him.
1: He genuinely cucked him. Bro. That's no, a textbook poor
2: cuck. Lad no, with, no da. I think the yeah, your second best player on the team after that was some Steven Adams, there. No, yeah. no, da.
1: I feel like you're misunder you're misconstruing the meaning of cuck. He got cheated on with the girl he was told not to worry about. It's not a cuck situation. <laughs>
0: hey, it was it was a
1: cuck situation because then he had to watch that. Well, yeah, da. everyone had to watch it. It was beautiful.
2: Yeah, shut up. It's a cuck, bro. Fine. It was so, beautiful. See, I agree. the thing is uh, like Russell's other teammates, like including his OKC post-KD teammates and Bradley Beal and, and like most of them have good things to say about Russell Westbrook. Like I don't think he's a bad teammate or leader, yeah. but I think his style of basketball as it is today is not necessarily that compatible with success. Which like, brings us to At least in the character. conventional way we see it. Which bro, is but good. I think
3: he's even a good teammate bro. I don't know if you guys remember in his MVP speech, he called all his
2: local OKC team how hey, <laughs> <He has laughs> <local laughs> yeah, long that the only could time have been. those fuckers have been on stage since draft night <laughs> <laughs> He's on that yeah. day bro you know, it sounds about <laughs> yeah. right
0: bro he carried yeah. them to the playoffs he carried them to the uh, nba stage also see he yeah. carried
2: them
1: to a first round exit and like, <laughs> yeah like it's
0: not
2: like they went somewhere
1: so you know i guy, mean
0: but, you know, westbrook played insane that that Playoff series, he averaged yeah. thirty-seven point something points and a triple. When double. I
3: remember it was damn sad. He got a bench for like two minutes, bro. And <laughs> yeah, they were leading by like at that point. Bro, back,
0: bro, 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 he had a game. I've seen. He had a game where he had a fifty-point triple-double. The only fifty-point triple-double in playoff history. Okay, KD came close, one point away, but he had fifty-point a triple-double.
2: A sleepy Floyd, do it. I'm not sure, actually. I think I'm not 100% sure. Possible. But, uh, nonetheless, 50 point triple double is. And he, lost. And he lost. he
0: yeah. lost. He yeah. lost against Harden calmly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is
2: another. This is another very interesting part of this narrative that I think we should talk about before film. we forget. Was Westbrook and Harden playing yeah. together on the Rockets yeah. game? And to me, this is like so. If this patch had not happened. Hmm. I would be less critical of Russell Westbrook as a player. This so no, okay. Of. Okay.
1: This, this, this okay. okay. No, no, no. I, Wait, bro, I, This, this brings just... us to another narrative that like Westbrook isn't a winner, right? That his style of basketball is not winning basketball. And like, I'm inclined to couple my point like in with Mariz because he says that like he played with Harden, but it's not just Harden. He played with KD. He played with Paul George and Mello. And then he played with just Paul George. He got a pick a slew of like all NBA, all-star superstars.
0: Right.
3: Usually okay. MVP candidates.
0: Yeah. No, I just... Okay, bro. My question to you guys is, all right, cool, bro. This is all true. Okay. But I want to know exactly from looking outside from the starts, Okay. Looking at the team in general. Okay. I want to know what exactly did you think that Rocky's team last year was a contender? Like a proper
2: contender. I didn't think OKC would take them to seven games.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Westbrook wasn't playing for three out of, Sorry, four out of seven games, bro.
2: Dude, that's not just the point. We're talking about Westbrook and not the Rockets here. So my point is the first half of the like last year's season, he was quite ass. Like the numbers don't show you that because after the all-star break, he pulled a Russell Westbrook. He went man, off. Yeah, okay. First half of the season he was fucking garbage. Like I remember Yo! watching because like I obviously wanted Harding to do well, but man. like and I thought this was finally their, like, you know, golden ticket with Russ also showing up. You have two MVPs from the old OKC team. Fucking Shada, he eat it for the first half of the season. Not a damn thing, okay? No. So, like...
0: No, no, dude, look, when you're playing at an NBA level, and I'm sure you guys can, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not speaking really. of personal experience, but, like, logic <laughs> st- states this, okay? The moment you take out a player, mm. okay, especially <laughs> from, like, a system that he's used to because in OKC he was used to the system, okay, and when he came back Mike D'Antoni's offense, something else only, okay, right, so the moment you take him out and put him into a new, you saw that this year also, bro, that's why when he was starting, he was a bit slow to start off because, bro, it's, it's harder to get into a new system, especially, especially when you're used to being that floor general and now you have to share the ball with the guy who has the highest usage rate in the fucking league, okay, so like, I, I get it. Yes, he should have done more. Okay. See definitely. Amon,
2: this is a good point because this brings me to my next point. This Russ has no resilience. Man keeps leaving. He's been yeah. on three teams in no time. So you're talking like they forced him out, bro. He dipped. So now don't dip and play like crap for the first half and say, Oh, new team, So You almost, your old team was crap. It's almost <laughs> a
1: bit strange. Like, it's almost like he prefers being on like a mid-tier team and carrying them to like success.
2: Because yes, this is the main reason the not-a-great-winner narrative has become such I a mean, big deal. He's also
0: not been on a contending team since KD left, bro. He's, no, he's not. That's the
1: truth. No, but like the reason they weren't contending was a large part because of him. Right? They
0: were contending and they, it rather, let me put it you this way, they were contending and in large part because of him. It's not they weren't contending and in large part because of him.
1: You're wrong, but okay. okay. Yeah, I agree. Westbrook Robert. is insane, right? His game is insane, but there are obvious glaring weaknesses to his game, which are exploited okay. in the playoffs, yeah. which prevent okay. his team from going very far with him as the primary player. And it's very tough to see if Westbrook can ever be that kind of secondary player for any team in his career. Because, like, we haven't seen that from him. Like, the ability to play like I this agree. man role. See,
2: there are some there are some problems. Like, I think what TJ has said, like, one way I can think of putting it, is that Westbrook is not one of the best stars in the league. But simultaneously, he also finds it difficult to embrace the co-star or secondary star role. Okay. Like, he's not like, and because of this, he finds it tough to fit into any system, in my opinion. Like, dude, one thing is he's not great off-ball. Okay. Secondly, he is a turnover hazard. As many triple-doubles as he had this year, most could have been quadruple-doubles if you see how many turnovers he had. Okay, He's not not really catch-and-shoot. Dude, he averaged five turnovers for the season. Five. Bro, bro,
0: bro. I, I want to know. Okay. Like, Re- Westbrook hasn't been the primary superstar. Hasn't been the primary superstar. He's not the primary superstar this year. He wasn't the primary superstar last year. No. Even with PG in then finally, he, he was not the primary superstar. Okay. So I'm I'm like I'm just trying to understand what you guys think. Just being ball dominant doesn't translate to being a primary
2: superstar. Yes, sir. Okay, bro. My point is that he is not good at embracing the secondary superstar role. He plays like another primary superstar on the same team, and that costs them a lot quite often. Like, and I don't think that translates to a winning style of basketball. I think you do need to embrace the shit out of your role. And I'm not like faulting Westbrook for this. I'm just saying this is what happens with this style of play. Dude, like he's averaged 60%, like less than 70% free throws in four out of the last five years. And like a lot of these things don't translate to winning because late in games, if you can't, like this guy's biggest threat is that he'll go inside, he'll dunk it on you, he'll finish inside. Mm. But if you can just foul him at the end of games when he goes inside and he's going to shoot 60% from the line, then obviously it's not necessarily something that's going to translate to success.
0: Bro, so like, okay, with respect to free throws, okay, I'll concede a little bit. Okay, and the, during the during the regular season, but okay, if you go look at his clutch free throw percentage, it is a lot higher because if you just actually person. look at
1: Westbrook. Like generally. Yeah. Also, was-
0: also Russell Westbrook over the last ten years, okay, He's third in clutch points. Now, bro, if Mari, you start uh, arguing that oh, clutch stats aren't reliable, I agree with you. Okay. Ben clutch hard. stats. <laughs> clutch stats aren't two thousand percent reliable. All right, but if the person has the highest clutch free throw, clutch field goal percentage, okay, and makes a solid amount of clutch points, you can't call him not clutch. You get what I mean? I'm not saying he's the clutchest player in the NBA, hmm. okay? But I'm just saying.
2: See, wouldn't have to if take it? The two best players are Westbrook and Adams. Westbrook is gonna take the last shot. A bunch of times he's gonna make it also. So that kind of does explain why he has a lot of. But also, I don't think Westbrook is unclutched. In the conventional sense of, can he just hit big shots? He's hit a bunch of big shots, dude. Like, I would not say Westbrook is not clutch, but I would say the fact that he's not a huge shooting threat sort of, like, makes him only doubt himself. Like, in Washington and all, like, you'll see him not taking a lot of last-minute shots unless he had to. And I think that he himself doesn't trust his shot that way. I mean,
1: that's because they had had a be.
2: I I was thinking...
3: I thought he, he takes like more than he normally does. Like like we were talking about him not embracing that secondary role. I right. feel like that's an issue in here because he takes a lot of bad shots and that's what everybody sees. And that's why this whole narrative of him not being clutch comes. Because he's probably missed a few and like ill-advised shots which somebody else would have taken in between. Right. And I feel that's not the cool. narrative came. He might not be like clutch. I mean he might not be not clutch, but I think that's how it came. Yeah, that,
0: see, that's fair, bro. But like, again, I feel like... No, I, again, I'm not arguing he's the clutchest player, right? I'm just saying this this argument that he's not clutch is unfair. Okay? Mm. And there are so many things to back it up. There's so... Bro, there's so many insane Westbrook clutch shots. So <laughs> with that, we've discussed a lot of the narratives and the media narratives around Russell Westbrook, you know, uh, with regard to his stat padding, his uh, bad leadership, and uh, the locker room cancer and his non-winning mentality. Please let us know your thoughts on the matter.
1: It's okay to shit on him.
0: It's not okay to (laughs) shit on him, bro. Fuck you.
3: Bye.